0: Hi, this is Lisa DeLay and you are listening to the Spark My Muse podcast. This is Soul School Lesson 105. What was supposed to happen today is a release of Dr. Lynn Underwood PhD's episode about the daily spiritual exercise skill and her book so that she would be able to attend to anyone who had questions about it. She's away on a writing retreat and I said that would be fine. So what I decided to do is record some of my classroom discussion with Masters of Education students as we went over one of our debriefing sessions, reflection sessions. And with their permission, this lovely group of students I was privileged to learn with and and teach to, we discussed one of our mindfulness practices throughout the week, this last week, it was a accelerated course crunched down into five full days and we experimented with a lot of different meditation practices and mindfulness practices that would help us tap into deeper things within ourselves in our interior world and help us to realize where we are in in space and relationship to each other and get us out of that chatterbox part of our minds get a centered and focused and ready to learn and this was done also in order to introduce some of these practices to students before they begin teaching their subjects and so that this can afford them better ed- educational outcomes in their classrooms. And so the course is called Teaching the Whole Child, EDU 527 at Gratz College and I teach it so far every fall, spring and summer. And it was a really delightful class with many great ideas and insights to share. We gained a lot from each other, and I'm really excited to share some of their insights with you as they reflected on a a mindfulness practice we experienced together, which was a five-minute guided meditation practice which focused on the breath. The audio is somewhat poor, please excuse that. We had some challenges with the recording. I hope you can hear it okay. If you'd like me to do future lessons on meditation, mindful awareness practice, or breath meditation, please get in touch with me, and I'll be happy to add more of those to some Soul School lessons. I know you'll enjoy what's coming up, and I'll see you next week. My recording here, we're, we just got through a mindfulness practice where we did a five-minute guided mindful meditation, and uh, we wrote down what that was like and reviewed from what we experienced throughout the week. Would anybody like to share something that struck them about this particular mindfulness practice?
1: I feel like after all the meditation that we did throughout the week, this didn't seem like five minutes. But if I had done this in the beginning of the week it would have
2: seemed like a really long
1: time. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I agree with you. It definitely didn't, didn't seem like it was five minutes. So in the beginning, five minutes to me was like Forever. Don't bring my eyes. Yeah, it seemed like a really long time, but this one did kinda fly by.
0: Your muscle for meditating is stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Strong like pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cool. Did anybody else experience that at all? Or is it a bit similar?
2: I felt like I was just as relaxed in this one as I was with the candle flame one. Okay. Uh, when the AC kicked on, it reminded me of when I'm going to sleep and I have my fan app on and I'm doing this deep breathing. So I, yeah. I was actually very quickly able to relax and, and notice that I'm, I'm always shoulders up. And when she says, put your back, I'm like, I walk around like, Tense every day and like fight or flight mode when I could really just be more aware that I can just relax, breathe, and just be normal. <laughs> yeah.
0: The guide does help. Like, if I was talking myself through my own breath and my own meditation, I wouldn't think to ask to, to mention some of those suggestions. Like, she says, relax. And I'm like, from someone else talking to me, I might take that guidance maybe. I find when my mind wanders to have the guided meditation to pull me back, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Something to focus on too. The other person's voice, does that make the difference than if it was your own mental, trying to keep on track? It definitely helps me get back on track.
3: Yeah, I liked the, um, I thought the voice of the, the person Leading the, the meditation was very calming and soothing, like initially, which helped. Mm-hmm. And I like that it wasn't so focused on breath, kind of right out of the gate. It was just more of just sort of get centered, sit up, relax. You know that I feel like I needed that more so than like just going right into the breathing because I feel like sometimes it don't I mean, I know it's breathing, but it could be sort of jarring if it's like <laughs> right into like now breathe in, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. I'm like okay. I just need a minute to kind of like be. So, yeah, that was helpful that the breathing did you know, sort of was more toward
4: the end. Mm. Good. I was looking forward to this. I had a frantic morning. I forgot that you have to check out a hotel room. by like 10. And so when I was carrying down three loads of dirty laundry and all my stuff, um, you know, you should be able to meditate anytime, anywhere. But it's nice. To, I, I was looking forward to carving out this few minutes that we had. And as my heart's pounding and my muscles are straining, I was um, actually building up some anticipation of getting here and being able to have this five minutes. Wow. So I was really looking forward to making time to do that, and it mm. made it a little bit more bearable to mm. have that fifteen or twenty minutes of frantic activity this morning. And plus, you got whole
0: injury in this yep. room with the bleeding.
4: I bled for <laughs> blood
0: sweat literally blood sweat and tears i'm not sure about the tears but, um, yeah it, it's interesting how like a, a practice if you would develop a practice if you would look forward to it like that um or if your students might look forward to it oh, i know every time i go in that class i i don't i know that my day can be like this that's actually how i went into the field of graphic design in my undergraduate I, art the art class was the, the highlight of my day and I'm like I know I, I don't want to be an artist and do starving artist paintings and then my art teacher said you know you don't have to be an artist and make starving artist paintings you could be a, a commercial artist and graphic designer and I was like you can't. And so that haven of safety and, and uh, relaxation in my day became what turned into a career for like 15 years, and a you know college education and everything, but it was because I felt safe in that room, and it was an oasis. It was like a meditation. The art was a meditation for me. But if your kids, your students, had a place that they knew, oh, I know for five minutes, whatever's going on in my life, or my you know romantic life, my stu- my student life, my whatever. get I'll get a little break I mean it could be very much of a saving grace and
2: a respite for them. I found that when doing this with my students um, some of them would fall asleep um, which is kind of counterproductive but not really because that means they're clearing their mind they're in school people are looking at them and they're able to fall asleep Um, it's chaotic in their homes so this is like a quiet safe spot nothing's gonna happen and I would just let them Let them go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If they're so relaxed that they can sleep, that's kind of incredible
2: never wake a sleeping baby or a start teenager. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah.
0: So it was that safe that they didn't feel like they had to Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. My classroom must be very safe. Mm. So safe.
0: So yeah, and and, oh, I like the bell at the end. Did anybody else like the bell? I want a bell. so, like a metal...
1: Trying, like the, yeah, those bowl. two metals. Like
0: was that, it? That's,
3: yeah, like it?
1: Yeah, it could be a triangle. They have um, like something. the
0: bell or the right. too. So, yeah. There um, are metal bowls yeah. that it's like a piece of wood that hits them. Yeah, I, I was looking at getting a singing bowl where, where you go around mm-hmm. them like this and they make a... And the sound, it like has its own sound, but it almost has a sound in the air. Right, and I have loved these, and I was like, yes, yes, I'm going to get a singing bowl, like just just a little one. But I like the the deeper sounds, and those are the bigger ones. It's like seventy dollars. I thought it was going to be about twenty five dollars, and I'm like ah, and then I saw a big (laughs) one, and I'm like, how much? How much is it? I'm like, maybe you know, it was like a thousand
4: dollars. Yeah. My, uh, we go to a rockin' mineral <laughs> show, my kids and my wife drag me there, I think like, you know, the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, it's wholesale, the guy makes me. You're not going to find them cheaper, and the big ones are like $350. This is coming straight from a wholesale, almost flea market situation. Yeah, that's, that's cheap, very cheap. That's what stopped me from getting it. Is you cannot find, if it's a quality one that's actually going to sing for you. Yeah, hand done, and... Two, three hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, that would be really reasonable too because the the one I saw was like $600 for about this big and it's beautiful sound. And then there's also ones that do that are cut out in metal and they do an octave like boom 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 boom. It's really wow. nice. So I'll save up and then maybe I'll do a meditation. If of course I'm not going to if I'm meditating you know, come out of my meditation to think, but I can watch and guide, and then, but that, but the, something about the clarity. There was something refreshing at the end with the sound, and it pulled us all back. And um, I, I like that so much. Now I'm like, all right, getting a bell. But that's what's nice about some of the guided meditations. Will have that, or if you go to a place that does meditation or a retreat. Um, you'll have a teacher who will definitely have one of those and, and make do the sound and that um, is so nice. It get everybody's listening and everybody's kind of in the same mind frame and then it ends very nicely and pulls everybody together. I
4: just wanted to show you this because my mother bought this for me and it's seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And I think that's what it was. It's Maybe. like a bar and you hit it with and it makes that sound. And they're only seven
1: fifty on Amazon. I think it's so interesting that yeah. we all visualized it being a different instrument. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I would have thought that yeah. just the sound had like evoked like even a thought of what it was. Yeah.
0: Well, I could make at least a $7 experiment and give it a try. Yeah. Um, that's great. Then, um, in comparing this meditation or with any of the other ones, uh, any other practices that we tried, of all of them, just reflecting back, Did anyone stand out as one that really connected with you or um, something that you might possibly use again in your life or with your students? I think I'll probably use
2: all of them in one way or I feel like during a school day, we we can take five minutes. Mm -hmm. We can take five minutes at the beginning or end of every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. I think uh, I said in my paper I think maybe the we do on Fridays, maybe on like the Fridays we'll bring in like fruit or something healthy and have the kids do the the uh, like how we did the M M&M and M example. The taste. <laughs> yeah. The, the taste, taste. Yeah, I mean because be, they uh, they've probably top. never had most fruits. I they eat candy for breakfast. So yeah. <laughs> what does a real strawberry taste like? You know, they might not even know. Yeah, so I did and that the last week of school with vegetables because they didn't eat vegetables. Right. So I gave them five participation points if they tried something. like pick a vegetable and try it. So we had a whole different, you know, array of vegetables. Some of them wouldn't do it. I said, okay, well, you're not getting your five points today. Mm-hmm. But most of them did try something different. Did any of them get surprised
0: that they liked vegetables?
2: so I think they just did it just to get the five points but they still tried it mm-hmm. so it, it did allow for them to say oh I did try green pepper I don't like it okay well I understand <laughs> but you can't just say you don't like it if you've never even been exposed to it yeah exactly.
0: and it gives them a so chance to, to, to pre- <laughs> oh, okay,
2: but I can't tell them
4: that I <laughs> like the smell ideas like the um, they bring back memories and mm-hmm. um, can still like um to move that out of our childhood home mm-hmm. down the shore and my mother had a small bottle of the perfume she wore when I was really little oh, yeah. and like smelling that I was like wow I was well, like, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah you'd mentioned like your father and the baseball game in the grass yeah and um so I think that I'm gonna try to do mm-hmm. something with smell with, or ask them to bring in a smell mm-hmm. and then like maybe just switch them and mm-hmm. like write down what it
0: yeah, I remember just um, running across some, a friend of mine had stayed at my house and hadn't seen her in a long, long time. And I found something of hers that still smelled like her. And people, Each person has their own smell. Um, and it, it was like, it actually almost made me cry because like she wasn't there, but she still felt there. And I was like, oh, you know, you never really see her. But that's so true. Like we are really connected uh, to each other and two things and two memories. Through smell, and whether that becomes a writing assignment or um, a, you know a reflection that will draw you into you know what were some of the feelings going on and were, were some of them negative? Do you want to dive into them a little more? Were some of them positive? Do you want to dive into those a little more? It just creates space for for reflection, understanding yourself, and you wouldn't even think of smell sometimes, like but yet it you know food and nourishment and comfort all comes from smells and. Things like that. So, and also da- things about danger, like um, some some time. I was I was really um, let's just say overly disciplined as a child, and so I remember the feeling of just t- terrible abject fear. And I would get the taste of a battery taste in my mouth before I'd get like beating, you know, and and I remember thinking like there are smell there are tastes and smells of like terror too, and you can also explore those. And and not generalize those fears to other things because sometimes a smell you like won't go near something and you're not even sure why, uh, and, and you can still you can still kind of push through that discomfort till you find out more about something you're afraid of. So it's just another opportunity for greater awareness and greater wholeness as you push to those unknown places. Like you were talking about the things you don't know about yourself. Do you remember the graph? we
1: have Johara's
0: window Johara's window it was the things, I don't know if I'll be able to do this but um, was it
1: like help me out um, so they it's, did it I'll pull it up because it's it actually has a more it's like standard thing that you yeah. know about yourself right it's it's how you see yourself and how others see you Ooh. is the but I'm gonna pull it up Yeah. Is the first top and first top is how you see yourself on the left, first left, corner left, is how other people see you. How you see yourself. So like what you know about yourself. I'll put it up right now. Yeah. Um, what, it's it's in- known self oh, okay. and known to others is on the left. So
0: so this is kind of how, how we are exploring and how people are learning about themselves and exploring their inner
1: world and, and known to others. And, and then on the left hand side of it here. So known to self. And then this is known to others. Okay. Test for this to others. And then this is
2: not known to others.
1: But you know to yourself. And then.
2: Not like self aware, right? And then each quadrant I'll
1: tell you has a name. So that first one, the upper left is open. So that's this one? Yeah, it's called open or arena. This Um, is what
0: we, we would all know about ourselves and each other.
1: Yeah, and then the not known to self but known to others is called our blind spot. Okay,
0: good. Yeah, so this is this is where others' community
1: can help speak into this. Oh, no, upper left, upper right. Oh, Yeah, okay. so, like, that others see that in us, but we don't. So it's our blind spot kind of, you know, where you can't see the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In real, yeah, in physical, real
0: life, you can't see the car, but maybe the passenger's like, look out! <laughs> okay, but also, this is where the community piece fits in. So this is why... Um, this is why community is so c- crucial. Because if you if you live a very solitary life, mm. you can end up really coming into self deception. Um, and I don't know if you've ever known someone like this. Like it, it's it's you know the crazy aunt with with eighteen cats it's her best friends, right? She doesn't usually, or he doesn't, have a, a ton of of things that they get more antisocial. They get harder to be with over the years. They um, they have more blind spots because nobody is speaking in and they're able to mirror back reality back and forth to each other. So these blind spots become, this, this area becomes bigger and bigger.
2: Wow.
0: And um, and well, ultimately we want this this quadrant to become bigger. We want it to become more, more known to ourselves and more known to others as well.
1: That's called hidden. This Or a facade. This one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, yes. So the... The uh, false
0: self, the divided self, um, is you know you're presenting, hoping, hoping that you're putting on a good show, hoping that people like you, hoping that you look like a good professional. Um, however, this a lot of people can see through this too. That's that's another thing we don't know. So this can also be this can correlate with the blind spot. And then what was the next one? Called? That one's the unknown. Just unknown to
1: everyone. So
0: mm-hmm. um, this is called, I, I learned this in a slightly different way. That's why I'm,
1: uh, I didn't Or hear. unconsciousness. Unconscious, Un- yeah. Unaware is another one. Yeah. I Unaware. Um, I, I
0: learned this a slightly different way so that things don't exactly jive. But um, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it was called something different and the squares were changed. But um, it, it's the same same sort of thing. Um, uh, because we are, as it, the whole self is known, uh, best in, first in solitude and reflection, where you were really being brave and digging in, trying to learn about yourself, but then the community piece is the thing. And the divided self happens right here. Hidden. So we're, we might be afraid to show our real selves because we learned early on as kids, better not say that, better not do that, or admit to that. So, like, well, I guess I better present this way. I better present as a strong person.
1: Did you want to say something? Else? No, it's just, it just—it really was eye-opening. Like the, it, it, the divide, and there's literally a divide there—the open and the hidden—and that—that right, is right.
0: And so, and so, how do we? So what? How do we get more things up here? Who mm-hmm. has, who has some ideas about that? Since from what we've learned or what you've found out to be true in your own lives, journal. Sure. How would that help? Uh, Sorry, what did you say? Uh, Journal- journaling. Journaling. I think you're it right. Causes self reflection. You sometimes, you know, you're, you get caught up in the emotions, but I feel like if you're writing, it's
2: more factual. Puts it out, and you can look back. and sure. Work through. I had to do something like this in one of my um, courses for social work, and we had to actually ask two people in our lives and then also our classmates that we just spent all this time with to do that and you wow it was like so difficult then <laughs> uh, oh, apparently my, my brother viewed me as daria from mtv real world She's that's like a hilarious though Nancy. Like, and i'm like what I'm like, like, i have to love daria though i'm <laughs> like i just thought you know that's just my sense of humor but apparently it's like
1: negative dark to
2: him and I'm like oh my gosh I didn't know so other people might think that girl's miserable but I wasn't I didn't really feel miserable but I presented that way
0: and it's tricky with siblings too because they've you've got history with them yeah. and, and there's you know are you the older are you older than him I'm the middle child
3: <laughs>
4: I just found a really cool tool that like it, it asks you to just select a whole bunch of things, create a username, and then send it out to like a bunch of people and they select it. So what's that called? This is, um,
0: That's pretty interesting.
4: I just typed in Johari window, it was like the second or third result. And then there's a no-hari window where it's negative ones. So you can choose like, you know, 100 positive ones. And then it says, um, if you can take criticism, there's also a darker no-hari window. And I just, you know, like, choose five, put in a unique name, save, and then apparently you just um, email a tiny little link to someone, and they choose, like, some adjectives for you, and I guess mm-hmm. you can come back and check it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and if fun. you can also not take it personally. It's hard to not take it personally. Right. People are, like, personally saying this is you. However, if it's also, like, they're allowed to say their opinion, and, and you can take it and, and – it doesn't mean you have to be like, is this true of me? You can just, you can just take, you know how the, well, this is where you go back to your wheel, right? And you say you're the observer and you're observing. Yeah, probably I can do that. Probably uh, we all have our bad days where we're going to be short tempered or we're going to be uh, conceited or whatever the thing is that they might see within us that we could say, yeah, that might be true sometimes, right? So we, so if if you do, if you have the guts and the bravery and you're you're uh, yeah. like super awesome, and you could know, say, Tell me five negative things about myself. Uh, if you receive that, stay in your hub. <laughs> stay in your hub. Because those things will, you know, those things are probably sometimes true, at least to that person's perspective, that you might end up, you know, I think you are um, impulsive, they maybe someone will say, or I think you are, you know, you can have those traits sometimes, and they depending on the role this person has, like your professional life, they might see some negative, different traits than your family would see different negative traits. I'm the oldest, and so I get the the bossy big sister, right? But other people will say, I would never have thought you're the oldest. So you know.
1: what are gonna say? Um, A really interesting tool my friend used in her relationships was that um, if a relationship didn't work out, man, she actually would talk to them and say, can you kind of tell me what didn't work out? Well, mm-hmm. and you know, it's something that she's always shared with me. If I was breaking up with somebody, she's like, maybe it's worth it to find out like what happened from their end and just any reflection because it helps you grow in your relationships. She goes, and you could take it or not. You could be like, oh, that's really helpful, or oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the exit interview. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't do that in so many like rep- important uh, components of our lives. You know, we we learn these as far as like work and our interactions and our professionalism, but it's actually really helpful in building relationships, even with somebody that the friendship isn't necessarily working, you know, like, so what is happening? Exactly.
0: Or, or the friendship is working with your best friends, but you know, sometimes you know that you can improve and, and you will trust this friend to tell you, you know, Things are really great between us, but I—I I bet you notice stuff that you, you're maybe you're going to be too too polite to tell me, or you don't want to hurt my feelings. But you know, what do you think I could work on seriously? Just like one thing you think I could work on. They're like, oh, I don't want to tell you. No, go ahead, because you can take it, because you know this friend has your back. You could say to your friend, you know, I want to be a better person. What's one thing you think I do? And they might say, well, you know, you're really hard on yourself, or whatever they say. And you could say. You know, my friend has, has no horse in this game to tell me something. Uh, I asked them to tell me. And so I'm going to take that to heart. If they think that that's something I do, they're, they want the best for me. Uh, so I'm going to think a little bit about that and, and distance myself from what they said so that I can look back into it. Um, could be really helpful because they... Um, they're on your team, you know, they're on your side and you ask them. The unsolicited advice, you always have to wonder about the motivation for that. But when you ask someone you trust, that's a different dynamic right there. And the exit interview is great for jobs. When someone leaves your job, uh, through your place of business, to say, to ask them so that you don't have a lot of turnover, uh, you know, tell me, why are you leaving? Um, you know, what was it like for you? What would you improve? What do you think we should do differently? But you know, like you're saying, the exit interview for the for the significant other, or um, I've, that that would take a lot of guts. I think that's incredible.
3: Yeah, but you're. I think you're right though because I when you were first saying that, I'm like that's like what person wants to go back to the other person like immediately <laughs> after I'm like, hey, can we actually can we talk? You know, we just got in this huge fight. Yeah. No, but I I kind of had that like where I. I split up with, I was I was dating this girl for like a few months or whatever, and we had this horrible breakup, and it was like crash and burn, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up like getting back together for like a time a few months later, and I remember we had this long conversation afterwards, and it was probably like the best conversation we'd ever had, like because we were just kind of like reflecting on
1: mm-hmm.
3: like, what did I do? What did you do? How did this affect you? How did, you know, this affected me in this way? And that was like... Huge because it was like we were kind of like removed from it, even though we were still the same people and like mm-hmm. kind of getting back together-ish. It was still like we were kind of like two colleagues like discussing our you know our business or whatever. And um, yeah, no, it was. I think that that is like really helpful tool to like kind of, and also you're not caught up in the emotionality of it, so you're just able to look at it more. Like, yeah. low,
2: stakes, it, low stakes. Low right. stakes. Done that, but I'm like, what is it about me that I'm choosing these people? I'm a mm. fixer. I was trying to fix, see, I dated emotionally damaged human beings and wanted to fix them, mm-hmm. but it da- it made me damaged. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it's me. It's not them. I made these choices. Why am I making these choices?
1: I agree. And I also feel like women often are nurturers, mm-hmm. too. And so, like, we're more accepting when we see that there's some, like, warning signs. Whereas men are like, whoa, not her. You know? like, she's crazy. She's got crazy eyes. But us women, we're like, we're like oh, it's
0: okay. You know? like, Well, we, it's people yeah. in the helps. Usually yeah. people in the helps profession... Because um, I went to um, graduate school at a seminary, well, they were like all these. They're like, stand up if you're a feeler versus a thinker. You know, Myers Briggs. All the guys are like up there because they all want to go and help people in the, as ministers as counselors, and they are the feeling people. And yes, they go for the crazy eyes. <laughs> and they I be, find the sociopath
2: in the room <laughs> <laughs> because be,
0: yeah. And a lot of times it's because they've had something hard, happen, difficult happen them and they have a deeper sense of a well of compassion because they're like i know what it feels like to get really hurt or to have something terrible happen to you or you know um the one guy the sweetest one of the sweetest men i've ever met his sister was abused by an uncle for like his entire childhood and he's like i want people to be well and and i i love people so much and super close to the sister but he had basically endured vicariously this abuse and uh just one example of I mean, tough guy, like, you know, six two, big guy, really but also like just a marshmallow heart, you know. And and these are wonderful, wonderful people to go into helps professions, but we'll get into those relationships where like the broken wing, you know, they go yeah. for the broken wing. So what are some
1: questions we should ask ourselves, you know, like mm. when you know, we're we're looking for significant others, but we have like these really open hearts. You know, yeah, and like good you know, like what are questions people like say to themselves?
2: Any yeah. the ideas?
1: <laughs> yeah, <not creative> <laughs> I could write you a list because I feel the same way. I'm off, I often will overlook a lot of things and be like, oh, it's okay, <laughs> you know. Like, because mm. people are people, and everybody has their baggage,
2: mm. you know? But if you haven't, the difference is having your baggage under control
1: yeah,
2: versus
0: not. Yeah, and the, the awareness plays a lot into it. If, I think as you become more aware, you will draw that same kind of awareness. You will be attracted to someone who's go. aware, right? Right. Um, and the healthier you get, you, you attract those same similar amount of healthiness but it's it's easy to say it like that That's and then I when thought, you see it in my while, I, I
1: was like I'm so positive and, and so welcoming mm. and he seemed that way and I was like oh that was just his best representative mm, okay. it wasn't really the hidden yes and he was he was all hidden mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I was like wow you know? And part after of the he portrayed himself as very positive and upbeat. Followed the, the book, The Secret. I'm like, oh, and I'm so like that, and I'm so into like words having power, and you know, doing good for the world. And I love everybody. You know, I think everybody's a good person. And but not him. He, he didn't turn out. To be, you know, He, was, he, wasn't worth he it. actually oh. said to me, he's like Lisa. I, I told him, oh, when we broke up, I said, don't worry, I'll be okay. He goes, Lisa, I never worry about you. I only worry
0: about myself. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that meant
2: he views you as a strong woman. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, well, thank
0: you. <laughs> what, a, what a good situation to break up, then, right? You don't want a day more of that.
1: And he never said anything up until that point that was ever reflective of that, mm. you know. And then it was like it didn't he must work have shown out. You. And then mm. he was like, "Oh, I guess I can be me now." It's like mm. and I was just like, "Wow!" He found his inner teacher. <laughs>
3: what? He found his inner teacher. <laughs> yeah,
1: did he? Right <laughs> at the end. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's you know, it's it's really good to keep those things in mind, just to be aware that this, this is because we don't know. This reminds me of a Donald Rumsfeld thing, but we don't, or we don't know our unknowns, right? So this is is truly hidden to us. We don't know how even how big this quadrant is, and so occasionally we'll have a little more revelation one way or another, you know, from here, from this side, or from this side. And because this is this block is here, and in like maybe in your case, you you're not even aware. Yeah, and then as you grow, you're like, I actually am stepping into more of that. And now I'm stepping more into that. And you might have thought this was smaller. And we all, we, and this, let it be said, we all think this is smaller. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just being aware that you know this, this whole area here is is blocked for us. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly
1: on a discovery journey. We're const- that's why we constantly reflect. And the more we open the hidden... Then the more we open the unknown unaware. Yeah,
0: it, it will start to it'll start to get smaller a little bit from both sides. But we really do need um, and it's trustworthy people, not people who are also extremely hidden can speak in. I mean everybody's gonna be hidden to themselves, of course. But then there are people with very little perspective. Very immature people can't speak into your life because most of their they are mostly hidden to themselves. But um, but people can also speak into your life, the truth, um, and it can reveal something to you. Like everybody is a teacher to you somehow. They can teach you by triggering something in you. Even though they're very immature, they can trigger something in you that you can look at and reflect on. So it's don't count anyone out. Like I will never learn from him or her um, because that trigger, like you're saying, you're triggered. You're kind of like interesting. What what I'm gonna follow that until I learn something about myself. So then your unknowns are getting a little smaller. You know. So it's it is um, opportunity. We're always seeing the growth mindset. We're always seeing the opportunity for more discovery. And also trying to teach that that's possible to our students, that it is always possible to continue to discover more about yourself. But you have to think of it that way, and you have to move in those directions. Um, but uh, some good conversations here. And and low stakes. Not, you're not asking people when you're in a fight, tell me something a little bit about <laughs> me. <laughs> this is during, like, nice, friendly conversation, maybe a glass of, after a glass of wine. You're, you're having a good time, but you're like, you know what? I kind of wish I knew more about myself I'm learning a lot, but I know there's a lot to learn and, you know, what, you know, what, do you, you know, what have you learned about yourself in the last year that you didn't know? And if you were to tell, if you were to tell me something about myself, you know, it's just those kinds of conversations that... Um, I really like
1: this visual.
0: Yeah, that's a up. good one. One is totally dark mm. and obscured. One's the clouds, which is the blind spot. Partly sunny, partly yeah. sunny, partly yeah. cloudy, and sunshine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just really like that yeah. visual.
0: Yeah, and it's good to show your students that this is the only part of yourself that's, that we all can agree on. You know it and I know it, but everything else we're not sure totally about. Um, I think
1: with kids, especially the visual. Oh, we're it's really an extra. Right. Yeah. It might be dangerous, but I'd be interested in exploring that little online thing with my students after like a month and maybe halfway through the year
0: at the end of the year to see what they say have to say. You. Mm, about you? Mm. about you? Ooh, wow. You? Mm. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> <laughs> It might be interesting, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, <laughs> do they have swears on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Shakespearean insults. insults. This could be done with Shakespearean weirder insults. Corny and weird are on there. Then I'm good. <laughs> I'll get plenty of
4: They used to do rate my teachers. Yeah. But kids
3: don't really know about that. So no, like
4: thing. that's that's not even a thing now. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: if we pull back to like a um, bird's eye view of the whole course as we've whole crunched week that we had, um, and you're going over what you've learned. This is this also pertains to your final paper. Um, if you could pick uh, like one or two insights or one or two things that have sort of changed your mind or shifted your understanding or just personally helped you uh, from this course, it would be interesting and also for possibly listeners, if we can, if this recording works. <laughs> um, what conclusions or insights have you come to
2: throughout this week or throughout the mat- with the material or anything like that?
3: You know, I mean, I know the big words been mindfulness but i think just mindfulness and that was sort of the last thing that i put in the, the paper that we handed in today was that you know i need my students to be more mindful and i need to be more mindful just you know obviously that's going to manifest itself in different ways well, you know it might not be that we're going to sit and close our eyes and, and meditate every day but it's just having them be reflective having them be more self-aware uh, and then for myself just making sure that i'm Fulfilled and that I'm doing everything in my in my power to just be like perfect like whether it's you know actually You know really applying everything that I'm learning from my classes, you know, which I plan on doing obviously, mm-hmm. but like really making it a point to better myself Knowing now that that's such a big component for just communicating and for, you know, the relationships with my students and just knowing that it's always like a kind of like sliding scale thing. Like I need, you know, things need to, I always need to be doing more for myself so that it comes through to them and with their growth. Because it almost seems like the stakes are a lot higher now after reading a lot of the material because I'm like, well... I can't, you know, if they're not, if I'm not growing or if I'm not at least maintaining and helping take care of myself and, you know, not, you know, avoiding getting in slumps, then I know that that's going to help, you know, because the research is there. So I think that's a good, that would be a good thing for me to just kind of keep reminding myself of, like, that it's not just about me and like, yeah, I could get away with today just kind of being like a little disengaged, but at least if I have this kind of weighing on me, then I could say, okay, no, like no half. No, no doing a half, i to say the, no half measures, I guess. With it. So that was just, that was kind of my bigger takeaway. And I love, and just the elements of the circles of trust, I think is, is great. Like, I, I just want to use that now when like people come to me with their problems, just be like, okay, this will be a good opportunity to kind of like try this out a little bit and sort of let them explore their own space and get to their own conclusions rather than trying to the savior, jump in, which I've I've been trying to do less so of anyway, so it's good to have something where it's like, okay, here's what you should do instead, you know, instead of jumping in, just let it kind of let people find their own and same with my students, you know, kind of let them you know, come to their own conclusions, make their own decisions because our kids are just Sometimes just aren't great decision makers. I mean, that's what it is. is I just mm-hmm. tell them, you know, like every this is just all this is just constant. This is all just consequences for your actions. You know, it's all this. It it's not because you're bad or you're this or you're that. There's mm-hmm. nothing set. It or there's nothing fixed. It's just it's all consequence. So it's mm-hmm. if you could be more mindful, and if you could, if I could help them be more mindful, then I know that that'll, that'll be a holistic. Yay!
1: Hey. You
0: know, thank you, know,
3: thank little, you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you.
0: So the circles of trust mainly being the open-ended question piece right, of it, that, right? that
3: piece of it, but also for yeah. our colleagues, too. I mean, I would love if we could incorporate that, you mm-hmm. know, because there's only five six, five, six of us. There's
2: not a lot of us, yeah. and, and we're we're tight in the sense that we're all in this together, but, like, I think I learned more about Tony this week than I have in the past year. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, excited, and we're right next door to each other. Wow. Like I'm excited to do some of this stuff knowing that, I, I now feel confident in it again. I've done mindfulness. I would love to do it where I'm at, but mm-hmm. now that I have a community of colleagues, we like right, can right. both be like, we love mindfulness, and we're going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not be like, you know, super crazy about it, but yeah. we have, I have, I feel like I have that backing, and yeah. that we both are on the same page with this stuff, right. and, you know, power and numbers.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And you have, you have a little bit more support. Someone who has, is on the same page because you've done the same sort of stuff.
2: That's Yeah, right? and, and yeah. somebody who, you know, you want to do these things, and sometimes it's easy to say, oh, that's dumb. It's not going to work. You know mm-hmm. our kids are not going to do it. Well, mm-hmm. let, let me try it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't try it, mm-hmm. okay, i put that in my view. If you don't try it, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. can you help these kids if you're not trying every single thing that you can? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and sometimes, uh, you know, Breathing, you know, okay, we're gonna take 10 breaths the first time second time third time you might get the eye rolls Yeah, you probably will. I mean, I got a couple Not eye rolls in here from from you all but you're like, oh, come on, you know, it's a little bit like are we really gonna breathe?
1: Yeah, I know. I like, I, can we just move.
0: <laughs> I'm already breathing. I breathe all the yeah. time. That's how I'm here, you know, but it's it's not It's not the exercise. It's the attention, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's the I'm going to pay really close attention and practicing paying really close attention changes your actual, how your brain works. And so um, it's, you know, it's not like, a, it's not woo-woo, I'm not a Buddhist. You know, like, it's not, it's just um, how your brain, the physiology of your brain works. And people who are in slower cultures and slower environments, they don't act Americans do you know it's just it's because they're doing things differently so their brain is wired differently so um, but you don't really know different until you try something different so um, I'm glad that all of you were such such good sports sometimes sometimes I don't have that luxury and there would be somebody who's like just give me the grade and I want to get on with my life Um, but you guys were tremendous Um, any other insights about anything any changes yeah I could see if I were in the classroom full time um, when introducing a unit, I put this in my paper, perhaps having different stations using mindfulness, maybe there's a guided meditation station
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and maybe a tactile where they have to be blindfolded and touch something and think about what that could be, mm-hmm. um, or, or a taste yeah. test of sorts, Yeah, you know, depending what the unit is. Pulling in all the different senses for something, for learning. Do you see yourself working with a particular age group? I always like third and fourth grade. Yeah, uh-huh. I see you working with at least elementary oh, or yeah, that's yeah right. or preschool or elementary where they the kids are
4: like have <laughs> big open hearts or still that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One change I'm gonna make is that um, I brought mindfulness in. The last unit is the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. You, have you read that book? Have read that book? Yeah. Like it's um and and I bring a lot of it in but now I think that I'm going to start because I noticed that the first time you get the eye rolls and then by like the end of the second week they're like oh can we do that um and I think that I'm going to start in the beginning of the year and when we get to that unit they'll almost be like experts already and we can get into it in a much deeper level and the other thing was that um the open ended questions I think were the biggest takeaway besides the mindfulness I try to do my hallway talks and I make sure I pull kids out for good reasons and not just bad so that if I pull you out in the hallway, the other kids don't know. They don't know if it's for a good reason, a bad reason, a neutral reason. I try to. Um, and when I'm out there, especially if it's a really difficult situation, like I've had to twice this year with the suicide attempts, um, I, I, I am not qualified to give advice, but I'm not okay with seeing a kid in the middle of a panic attack in my class. like so um i think those open-ended questions are going to be a really valuable tool instead of me trying to give advice that i'm not qualified to give yeah
0: yeah giving them space to kind of understand what's happening with inside or Mm -hmm. something or try to at least start before you hand them off to like a counselor (coughs) yeah it's it's there's nothing more helpless feeling than when, what You want to help, but you can't. There's, And there are so many situations when we actually think about it. It's like, how did I think I could help this person? When you actually look back on it. Mm. Um, I actually had no resources to help this person. Why did I think I could help them? Um, but they just sometimes just need someone close. They, <laughs> they need to know that you're not going to get scared and take off because... They're they're scared. Like if it's a panic attack, they're terrified of what's happening because it's out of their control. But if you're terrified, then they really are stuck, you know. But if you're like, you know, I'm here and I'm not I'm not worried about you because everything's gonna be okay and um, as long as it takes, we're gonna, you know. And you and you're just kind of I'm here and anything you want to tell me is fine. You know that that you're the non anxious presence makes a huge difference. But when we get hijacked into their panic or their chaotic inner world and we get yanked in then. Oh, did you want to speak to us? I'm so glad. Yes, come on in.